somebody. Come on, how many people were here last week for Pastor Stu's message? I just called him the pastor. He just declared it, prophesied over to you. How, how many people were here for that amazing message? Come on, it was a message on suffering. And what was, does anybody remember the, the caption, the slogan? For what, what's the one thing that trees need to grow? Wind, pressure, stress, and we together at Tehillah, we need those things. We need those things to grow and stretch ourselves. And tonight, I'm excited to kind of continue on that vein and uh, attack one of the things that I think prohibits us from actually growing. And I'm excited to be here with you guys tonight. And uh, honestly, as you can see, it's not the, it's not the biggest crowd on the planet, but I, I love the people that come out on a long weekend because, man, y'all just love Jesus. Somebody, touch your neighbor and say, you, oh, man, I just see you love Jesus right now. And I am glad you are here. Touch your other neighbor and say, man, you look good tonight. Did anybody actually turn and say that? I saw a bunch of boys saying it to each other, but man, y'all look good tonight. Hey. But we're going to turn to the word. We're going to get into it. Not going to be long tonight. In Philippians chapter 2. How many people are ready for the word of God? Come on. Just love you guys. You guys are a bunch of beauties. Just a bunch of beauties, man. Let's read in the word. It's going to be good. The title of my message is Jesus Looks Good on You. Turn to the other neighbor that you never turned to and said, man, Jesus looks good on you. Anybody bring their Bibles tonight? (laughs) Here we go. Verse 1, chapter 2. This is Paul talking to the church in Philippi. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, as Paul saying this, then he says, do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of the status no matter what. Not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. He became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless Remember that word, selfless, obedient life, and then died a selfless, that word again, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. Let's pray. God, we just thank you for tonight. God, we thank you that we can learn how to become more like you, that we can learn how to live the way that your son, Jesus, lived here on earth, that he actually became a slave. Not to himself, or not to fame, or not to riches, or not to power, but to humanity. That he laid down his life and became selfless for the cause that you sent him to accomplish. 
So God, would we learn? Would you open up hearts? Would you open up minds and open up ears just to learn from what you have for us tonight? God, would we learn from your word and grow from it? In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. All right, I got a question. Who in here has been broke before? Anybody been broke? Anybody broke right now? Who's broke out there? How many college students broke? Well, let's just get you to stand to your feet. We're going to pray for you right now for an inheritance. Just kidding. Jesus, bless those people who are broke. But, man, like, like you've been, like, crazy broke. Like, you've been on the, who's, who's on the ramen diet right now? 19 cents a package, just crushing noodles. Anybody on the ramen diet? Is anybody, like, when they go to the gas station to fill up, you know, their dream is they can fill their tank, but they have to only put 10 bucks in? Anybody been there? Am I the only one who did that? Too broke to fill the tank? Especially not on premium these days. My car takes premium. It's the worst thing. Or, or like, or like uh, you know, have you, have you ever, have you ever, you know, had one of your friends being, being mad at you because you literally can't afford data. They can't get a hold of you on FaceTime. I see that hand. No iMessage because the, you don't got no data anymore. Man, I have been there. And, and does anybody right now, we're really going to pray for you. We're going to get you to stand. It's going to be embarrassing. But who's got $0 in their check-ins account right now? Anybody? All right, we're just going to get Sarah to stand, and we're going to pray for her. You actually got 0 bucks? I'll give you 10 bucks after or something like that. It's the worst thing ever. I remember this one time I had 0 bucks, and my banking, uh, my banking fees came out, and it was negative 1095. And I was like, this sucks. And the worst part about being broke is when you're broke, it somehow seems that the rest of your friends are just rolling in the dough. They're going for lattes. They're going for happy hour, for bevies. They're just vibing out, spending cash, shopping, and all that stuff. And you, man, you so broke that you can't, man, you can't even spell poor. Man, you too cheap to have the R. It's po. You po, baby. You po. Have you been there before? I have. I remember a time that I was po. College. It was a rough time for me, man. I was grinding. I was scrubbing toilets. Cleaning floors, washing dishes, and the worst part, eight bucks an hour. None of you make eight bucks an hour. That's slave labor, baby. Eight bucks an hour. Well, it's not slave labor. Maybe that was a bad joke. But man, I was just struggling to get a feed in. I just wanted some food. And every once in a while, as you could tell, I like burgers, McDoubles, love them. Every once in a while, I, w- I, w- I would get some faith. Even though my bank account was little to none, if not zero, I'll get some faith and I will go out and be like, all right, God provides and I'm going to go to this restaurant and believe. Have you ever done this before? Where it's like, somebody's going to pick up the check. Have you ever done that? Just in faith, no Skrilla, and you're like, oh, I'm believing somebody pick up. Or like, like, or like I'm going to believe that my food's going to be late and it's going to come out cold and they're going to caught me a meal. Has anybody believed for that before? I was a man of faith. I was seeing a journey on the way. I was going for it. Like, like, has any, have, have you ever, like, just, like, you know, just prayed to God that the debit machines wouldn't work? They always do. <laughs> you know, one of the worst things you can ever see is declined. If you ever want to be insecure about yourself, just, just get declined on that. The One of the best things that you could ever have from a machine is the word, what? Approved. Oh, man, it's the best thing ever. 
Man, I got declined many days, and I had, I had, I, I believe for many calm meals, they never happened. I believe for generosity from strangers. Actually, the other day I was at a restaurant, and a guy paid for me. I was like, this is amazing. And I'm like, God is good. The worst part that the meal wasn't on me, it was on somebody else, but whatever. And, 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 uh, I, I like, I, I've got that moment where it's been declined. I've had to call my mom with my tail behind my legs. Mom, can you send me some cash? She's just embarrassed that her son doesn't have any money because he's bad at budgeting. It's like, can you, you know, so I, I got tired of that habit. I didn't go to restaurants of faith anymore. But I, 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 daddy liked to party. I liked to chill. So it was like, I'd go to restaurants and I'd just sit there and waitresses and waiters hated me. They hated people like this. They're like, hey, what can I get you to drink? Can I get a water with lime, please? <laughs> Anybody, anybody done that? And then when they're like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. They're like, you're already not ordering alcohol, so they know they're not getting a good tip or something like that. So then, then they come back and they're like, hey, what can I get you to eat? They're like, oh, man, I'm full. I just ate when really you're starving and you really wish you had some money for some, some food. But uh, So I'd sit there and I'd chill. And then what I ended up doing was that I'd go for these things called scroungies. Anybody know what scroungies are? There's a point to all of this. I go over the things called scrounges. What they were were leftovers. I'm like, hey, girl, you can eat that rest of that chicken sandwich? I got you. Hey, bro, you got the, those fries? I got you. If, hey, you're looking full, lady. I'll, I'll, I'll finish that off. One time I was so desperate that literally a table across the room from me left a full plate of nachos, and I went over and ate them. I was so hungry. And uh, what ended up happening was, was I ended up getting a reputation of a mooch. People didn't, I stopped getting the text. My iMessage was broke. I couldn't pay my data. People stopped inviting me because they're like, man, James, man, he's just going to come try to eat our food. I'm like, what? And I was, but I was broke. What could I say? They only loved me when I had the cash money. And I remember, I remember this one time, you know, calling my mom for money. And, and, and she, she confronted me with this harsh reality. She said, James, if you want to have friends, just get ready to spend money on hanging out with them. James, if you want to invest into your friendships, don't be so selfish. Don't mooch off people. Just invest into your friends. Because the reality was I actually wasn't broke. You know, I just bought a car. I just, I just hated spending ungodly amounts of cash on food. Does anybody hate that? It's the worst thing ever. Like, I, I'm a cheap eater. I'm not a quality guy. I'm a quantity guy. Ramen for days. But you know, I just bought a car. I wanted to save it for some instruments. And uh, she just saw right through the problem. She's like, James, I actually, I, we had joint accounts at the time, still do. Sometimes she still sends me money once in a while. But, uh, but we had joint accounts. She could see my spending habits and see how, what I would do. And she's like, man, James, like, just don't be so selfish. Because the reality was, ah, man, I wanted to spend my money on what I wanted to spend it on. I, I, I wanted to do what I wanted to do. You know, I didn't want school that. I wanted to whip. I had to drive the ladies around it. I wanted sick instruments. You know, I, I wanted it all and free meals on top of it. I wanted it all. But that just wasn't the reality, and nor is it today. Man, I, I want a car that never breaks down. Just spent 800 bones on fixing my starter. Worst thing ever. You know, I want parenting to be lit, and I just spent a G on baby stuff. Good Lord. Man I, man, I want my relationship with my wife to be bomb, but, you know, sometimes daddy too cheap to take her on a date. 
get her some flowers. She's been begging me for a trip to Hawaii. And I'm like, yo, let's, let's, let's go. Yo, just chill. Hawaii's spendy, girl. But then when the boys were like, yo, let's go golf. You know, be like, let's go, baby. Time to golf. When the boys were like, let's go skiing. I'd be like, let's do it. Flames games, I'm in. Man. And you want to know who called me out in that moment too? My mom. Just kidding. My wife. She called me out and said, man, you're so cheap, James. At one point in our relationship, I paid for everything and I got tired of that. And anyways, I'm learning. But I think, I think, guys, I think if we're honest, and this is a reality for some of us. I'm not talking about finances. I'm not talking about spending money. But, but we, we want things when we want them. We want them the way we want them. We want them how we want them. And we all want them for free or little to little no cost. To little no, no expense to yourself. You want convenience. We want when it's easy. You know, we want the good grades in college, but, you know, we're not even willing to say no to friends because we should study. You know, we want, man, we want, we want great relationships with our GFBF spouse or family, but we, we also want to watch Netflix and chill and do nothing. Sorry, chill separate. <laughs> you know, we want that dream job, but we don't want to cut our teeth on the small jobs. Man, we want those, uh, the, the financial freedom, but we don't want to be willing to learn how to save by my dog, Dave Ramsey. Anybody seen Dave Ramsey? Nobody? <laughs> wow, I see that hand. Thank you. It's amazing. If you want to learn how to just, just cut up your credit cards, that's literally all he says. But it's genius. Man, I, wanted, I want good friendships, but was I willing at that moment in my life to just spend the money to, to invest? You know, I find myself, I think we, if we're honest, we find ourselves reminding and grinding, grinding ourselves down not to think about me, myself, and I. Even Beyonce sang about it, even though she was saying, all I want to think about is me, me, myself, and I, that's all I got in the end. You guys ever heard that song? What? Queen B? She's Illuminati. Don't, don't listen to her. But, but for real, though. We, we have this issue, this issue of selfishness. We think about ourselves more than, and this is what Paul is addressing to this church in Philippi. He's saying, man, just forget about yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. For many days, I could barely forget about myself long enough to be thinking, when's the next coffee break? I need to chill. I need to go to the bathroom. And if we look around at our world, our society, our culture, it is all about us. It is all about me. It is all about, man, how am I going to get famous? How am I going to get rich or die trying? How am I going to get the best grades? How am I going to get the hottest bay? I mean, whatever, like, how, how am I going to get the most likes, the most followers on the gram? And maybe you're like, Chase, you crazy. I don't care about that. Well, tell me I'm crazy when you don't feel good when people give you likes or you get mad comments. Just tell me I'm crazy. Them likes be like crack cocaine for millennials, man. We're addicted to them. So if we're in that place, and maybe you're not there, maybe just I am. Maybe, maybe you're, maybe, man, you're like, I am like Christ. What's up, baby? Come on. Maybe you're like doing really good and I could learn from you. But if we're there, if you're ever going to be there, what do we do? How do we change? 
How do we grow? How do we become less selfish? How do we actually become the people that we want to be, that we aspire to be? How do we become people that is not of our flesh or our sin nature or who culture tells us to be, but who we want to be? Well, if we're honest, I think it's actually pretty simple. I want to go back and take a look at three simple things from this text. And we're going to run with it. I'm going to believe that God's going to speak through them. So the first thing, first things first. Number one, you got to be with. Verse two, verses one to four. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, if being in a community of the spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, first question, are you following Christ? Are you with him? And maybe some of you in here are not, and that's okay. You're welcome here. We are glad you're here. But if you say, man, I'm following Christ, well, the second question is, have you gotten anything out of it? This is what Paul's asking. He's like, man, have you gotten anything out of it? And, and hopefully you have. I mean, to be honest, I have, man. I've gotten forgiveness, friendship, joy, peace, purpose, identity, fulfillment. And the most important thing that I've gotten out of this relationship with Jesus is love. A relationship with God the Father who loves me unconditionally, who never turns his back on me, even when I'm a selfish piece of junk. And not only that, he gives me you guys. He gives me family. Not just my biological family, but the church. He gives us a deep spiritual community. And I don't know where I would be Without this community, I was sitting around a table yesterday, and, and I, I don't got any family, nor does my wife in this city, and I just felt so thankful for my life, because I'm not lonely. Because I look around, and, and wow, like, look at the f- deep friendships that I have. And so, so when Paul asks this question, have you gotten anything out of it? Yes, I have gotten something out of it. And I'm assuming that if you love Jesus and you're following him, you have, or else you wouldn't be doing it, doing it. So are you with him? Ask yourself that. Evaluate. And if you are, you will get something. You'll get everything you need out of it. The things that actually matter at the end of the day. So secondly, first be with him. Secondly, be like him. So let's go back to the verse. Paul's saying, then do me a favor. Agree with each other. Let, love each other. Be deep-spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. So the first thing he says, agree with each other. If you're taking notes, agree with each other. Because just, just, just evaluate how many stinking petty arguments have divided friendships, churches, families, relationships. Fa- like how, how, how many little things have divided us? They tear us apart and divide us. Now, now, is Paul saying like you have to believe all the same things? Am I saying like that you have to believe that the Oilers are God's gift to humanity, that Connor McDavid is Jesus in the flesh? I don't believe that. I was a joke. Like, 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 dude, except he is the best player in the world. Somebody, like, am I saying that you got to agree with me on everything? No, obviously not. Obviously not. But what this is saying in other words, in other translations, it says, hey, even if you have disagreements, be in unity. Love each other. If we love one another, and the, the, the key word is if we love one another like Jesus, we can be in unity. So then you're saying, well, it's like, okay, James, well, how do I love like Jesus? 
Well, let's read the list. Number one, don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Number two, put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Number three, don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Number four, forget yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. And to sum this up, it's basically saying, he's like, man, you want to love like Jesus? Just don't be selfish. It's not who Jesus was. It's not how Jesus lived. Just don't be selfish, plain and simple. So how do you know when you're being selfish? Well, go to the opposite. Go, to, go to back to that list. You know you're being selfish when you're pushing or wooing people to move yourself forward. You know you're being selfish when you can't let others get ahead of your win. How many people hate losing? I lost my wife in Settlers this morning. Best out of three, she beat me on the third game. I was cheesed. I had to say, congratulations, Karina. You're a winner. I love you. I'm thankful for you. But inside, I'm like, ah! I hate losing. How about this? When you're obsessed with yourself, and you may not think, oh, I'm not obsessed with myself, but how many people in here have ever taken a selfie? That is the devil's trick on your life. I'm telling you right now. Because literally, it's like, hey, check me out. What's up? Yo, duck lips. Yo, like, my eyebrows are on fleek, baby. What's up? Check me out. Or if you're a guy, or a girl, a guy, it's like, yo, salads for days, eating healthy, what's up? I'm disciplined. You're at the gym. I'm, I'm at the gym again, fam. Gains, baby. Leg day, baby. I work out. Check me out. Like, it is literally the most vain thing you could ever do is post a selfie. Feel the conviction of that. I'm serious. None of you are ever going to post a selfie again, but man, our culture sucks for that. It's all about ourselves. It is. I'm just saying. Like, I love you guys, but man, the culture that that promotes is all about you. It's sickening. And the reality is it was the opposite of who Jesus was. It was the opposite of who he was. What did he say? He's like, I didn't come to be served, but I came to what? To serve. If you want to be the greatest of all, Become the greatest servant. If you want to be the first, become the last. You remember that parable when, when there was a party and Jesus was inviting all his homies. And he, he basically made this analogy that if you place yourself at the seat of honor, at the seat like beside the host of the home. He's like, don't do that stuff. Why not place your seat, place yourself at the lowest seat and then be called up. Man, our, our culture wants to promote each ourselves says, man, how are you going to get ahead? How are you going to get financial freedom? How are you going to get whatever? It drives, uh, man, I, I, I feel, at least it drives me crazy. I'm not going to speak for God. But anyways, second, another po- point. Man, how, how long does it, like, how long in the day do we have between us thinking about ourselves? Just saying. Can we just not be in such a rush and slow down and help somebody out? Like, here's when you know when you're, when you're thinking about yourself too much or, or you, you, don't, you, don't think, you don't forget about yourself long enough to lend a helping hand. How many people hate it when somebody asks them to move? Like, hey, man, I got to move. Helms, can you help me out? Who hates that? I hate it. Not you guys. 
You guys are perfect. Okay, how many people cringe in here when a stranger asks you for money? Okay. Okay. Okay, how many people run away from conflict in here because it's uncomfortable? Or you get offended? Who's that all about? That's all about you. Just saying. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not preaching at you. I'm preaching to myself. And I do this all the time if I were honest. I've been there. I think we have. We've been selfish. But if we actually want to follow Jesus, we must be with him and then become like him by letting, if you're taking notes, by letting people go first. Hey, you can go in line in front of me. Go for it. By setting ourselves aside. Like, hey, it's cool. I'm good, baby. I'm good. Like, by celebrating people's wins, relationships, and promotions. How many people get jealous when somebody gets promoted? I do. Man, you guys are great people. You're like, like forget, how about, want to become like Jesus? Forget about yourself. And thirdly, as the van comes up, last thing, think like Jesus. Verse 5 to 8, think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. Now this is how he thought of himself. He's saying he had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantage of the status no matter what. Man, Jesus was God. He had all the perks. He was balling rich. He walked on streets of gold, and he gave it all up to become a slave for humanity. He humbled himself. He didn't whine or complain. Man, he just came down and served. He lived a selfless, obedient life. And to top it all off, he died a selfless, obedient death for me, for you, for us, for the world. And if you want to learn how to think like him, man, we got to be with him to learn from him, to think like he thinks, so that we could become like him. And when we become like him, the result is that many people will follow suit. Top three things that the, the world, when they look, they were surveyed by the Barna Group, not the whole world, but just a portion of the world that represents North America. When they look at Christians, non-church people, unchurched non-believers, when they look at Christians, the top three things that they say that describes Christians are number one, anti-homosexual, number two, hypocritical, and number three, judgmental. Was that Jesus? No, and I'm not saying that that's you guys in here. Again, you're here on a long weekend. You love Jesus. But on the whole, as the church, how do we represent him? Are we like him? What stops us from doing that? For me, and I'll say it again, selfish. I'd rather just chill. Sometimes I dream about just being a barista and just slinging spro and doing nothing with my life. Literally, I dream about it. If any coffee shops in here are hiring, I'm your guy. Just kidding. Man, it'd be easy just to sit back and think about yourself for the rest of your life. It'd be easy. It's what culture tells you to do. What you know, movies and social media. But as a result, man, 
the world looks at us and says, I want nothing to do with Christians. As Gandhi said, I love your Jesus, but I hate his followers. Why? Selfishness. It's the root of, the first sin that ever occurred was pride, which was Satan, Lucifer in heaven, wanting to be God, thinking he could be better. Who was he thinking about? Not God. He was thinking about himself. As a result, Adam and Eve sinned. Who were they thinking about? They wanted knowledge of the tree of good and evil. That they, they thought about themselves. Man, if we just stop thinking about ourselves, man, the world would look a lot different, and the, the, the view that the world has on the church would look completely different. I'm telling you. I believe that we can be selfless. And you want to know what it would look like, this world? You don't want to know what the goal is that Jesus prayed in the Lord's Prayer, is that heaven would invade earth, on earth as it is in heaven. You want to know what heaven's probably going to look like? It's probably going to look like, hey, hey, hey. You're about to walk into the door. Hey, you first, you first. No, 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 you first. No, 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 you first. No, no, no. I'm moving myself aside, baby. You first. It's like you're out, out, out for a filet mignon. It's like, not that there's going to be money in heaven or anything like that. Who knows? But it's like, no, no, no. I got the check, baby. I'm going to be in heaven. I'm like, yes. Free food, God. Somebody. You know what it's going to look like? It's like, hey, man, I got to move mansions. What's up? Can you help me move? And you'll be like, yes. I would love to help. So we're not going to worship. We're going to end in a different thing, in a different way. So bad, just kind of just play behind. But if heaven is going to invade earth, it's going to take us looking, thinking, and being with Jesus. Having his thoughts. Having his humility. Having his selfishness. So what we're going to do is, as you notice, we didn't do the break. We know you guys love chatting. So what we're going to do right now is I got three questions on the screen. I could throw them up there. And before, before we break into our, there, there's three. They'll be, they'll be on different slides that couldn't fit them all on one. What we're going to do is we're going to grab the person beside us or the crew that we came with or find a stranger. And I believe that as the church of Calgary at Tehillah, we're going to help challenge each other and sharpen each other and help each other grow. And it may be a little bit awkward, but who's that? Who are you, who are you thinking about then? Yourself. Just saying. Before we do that, I just want to read some haunting words of Jesus as we close and then pray for us. And maybe you in this moment, you're like, yo, I don't know this Jesus, but I want to. If you're in that, if you're in that place, just turn to your neighbor after and say, hey, introduce me to Jesus. But I want to know what you're getting into, and I want to remind us all of what we've gotten into. It's in Luke chapter 9, verses 23 to 24. I think it should be up on the screen. This is Jesus talking, and he says to them all, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself or herself and take up his or her cross and follow me. Whoever wishes to save his life or her life will lose it. But whoever loses his or her life for my sake, he or she is the one who will save it. Christ was selfless. That's what he's calling us to tonight. So God, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for your grace. 
God, we thank you. God, I thank you right now that even though I'm not perfect, you never turn your back on me. Even though I'm selfish sometimes, God, you help me in my time of need. You help me overcome these things, God. And God, what do we just learn as a community of faith, of believers? Would we learn how to be with you, become like you, to think like you, to act like you, to be selfless as you were selfless? So God, as we break into these conversations, God, would there just be just a divine encounter? Maybe, maybe a divine realization. And if somebody's good in here, God, and they're feeling great, God, would they just help the people that, that are maybe struggling with this? They can come talk to me, God, because I suck and I need help. So God, just help us become less selfish and more selfless as Jesus was.